Welcome to the Vineyard Church Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information on this podcast or other resources, go to vineyardlive.us. To learn more about us, go to thevineyardchurch.us. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to our gathering as the Vineyard together today. Um, Thank you for joining us and gathering as you can. Uh, I'm here with a bunch of my friends in our our church group, and we're doing church together today. And um, I hope you're able to join a church group and gather in that way. But uh, if you're not, I'm glad that you can uh, gather digitally and that all together we can kind of join together in this unique time in this unique season in this way. Uh, Before we jump into the message, I just want to say happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there. We've got two fathers, and so I just want to say if you're sitting next to a father, give him a fist bump, okay? And that's me too, Tess. Me too, me too. Don't leave me hanging. There it is. Boom. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know about you guys, but man, I love being a dad. I love my my three kiddos. It's just great. And uh, may this year just be a wonderful year for, for you guys as fathers and each and every one of you as fathers. And uh, I just pray that for all of us, this would be a year where we can really connect with our Heavenly Father in a way that goes beyond anything we've experienced so far. And, um, you know, speaking of this year, uh, man, what a year it's been, right? This year, this year has been crazy. This year has been crazy. And I just want to go on the record saying, um, I know some, of, some people are aware it's been brought to my attention. Um, yes, I, I did mention something about a year of chaos earlier this year. And I want to go on record and just say I had no idea this was what, what we were talking about. And if you're like, I'm never listening to another word for the year from Putty again, I get it. I'm never asking for one again, okay? We've, we've done that. We've, I've learned the lesson. Uh, we can go ahead and move on. Um, but uh, I, I wanted to, you know, it's, I think it's good to laugh a little bit about it because if we don't laugh, we'll probably cry. Um, but I saw, I saw this, this really funny calendar actually on social media the other day. So, so why don't we, uh, that we can go ahead and show, show that up on the screen and, and you guys can take a glance at it. It's a, uh, it's a leaked calendar of, uh, the future of the rest of 2020. And so, uh, you know, the beginning of the year is, uh, recognizable. We've got the Australia fires and, you know, the pandemic and the riots. And as you see coming up, we have some exciting events with, uh, alien invasions and, uh, some other, some other interesting things. Uh, and so, you know, hopefully this is not at all true. No part of it, even that separate, separate second pandemic thing. Hopefully none of that's true. None of that happens happens. Uh, but if, uh, you know, at the very least, let's just laugh about it a little bit. <laughs> um, but laughing aside, it, it has been an intense year, hasn't it? Um, and, uh, you know, I don't know about you guys. I, I find myself feeling like, you know, we're, we're pretty much about halfway through the year at this point. And I'm kind of like, man, I don't know how I'm going to get through the second half of this year. Um, it's been exhausting. It's been, it's been, it's been challenging. It's been hard. I mean, like, how has this been for you guys? Well, I think for Kathy and I and Rosie, uh, it's been a it's been a great thing. I hate to say it, but <laughs> <laughs> we've had some great family time, mm. and we've used the time to uh, learn about different mm. other ministries and uh, videos and yeah. teachings and things like that. So yeah. we've we've really been feeding. You found the silver lining. We've been feeding really good, I think, and That's so it's awesome. been a good time. It's been a I think of preparation. Okay, mm-hmm. that's good. That's good. 
Yeah, I I have tried to find the silver lining, and it has yeah. been there somewhat. But I would say the nice weather and how <laughs> Illinois has shifted into summer weather has definitely helped. But I would say I would just describe it as a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. So you know, it just lots of ups and downs, and I feel like we're still on the roller coaster. So yeah. right now, it feels like I'm enjoying the roller coaster. But who knows <laughs> what next month will be? <laughs> yeah, what's around the corner, right? Yeah. And I think that's a great description. Uh, to me, like the, the up and down is totally what it feels like. And um, you know, I think I think you're exactly right, Mike. I mean, God's having a great year. You know, he's <laughs> we might be tired. God's loving 2020. He's having a great time. Uh, but you know, I think it is true that for us, it's this isn't easy. I mean, I don't know about you guys. I've not been through anything like this before. Um, I'm used to life being somewhat up and down, but this just this. I mean, it feels like a movie script. <laughs> it's like what's what's really happening here. And and I think uh, you know, I think it'd just be really good for us to take some time and talk about how do we walk with God through this crazy. You know, it's been six months of crazy. Maybe we have six months left. You know, I pray my my word for the year was accurate through July 1, and then it's not anymore. I don't know. But, you know, suppose we do have, you know, six more months of crazy. How do we follow God through that crazy? I think is just a really important question I want to talk about today. And I think the one of the first things that's important to think about is uh, what's our goal in a time like this? Um, you know, I think with with all the up and down that you mentioned, Lacey, it's so easy for me to, to get really emotionally tired because you feel like you just kind of keep adjusting all over again. Like, oh, I finally have, oh, I got to figure it out all over again and got to figure it out all over again. And, and before you know that, it's, or before you know it, it's so easy to get to the point where the only thing I'm trying to do is actually survive. I'm just like trying to make it through the day. Like, you know, like, whew, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I didn't collapse today or whatever. <laughs> Um, and you know, like, yeah, there's probably going to be some days like that, you know, like that's, there's going to be a reality to that. Um, but I think it's not helpful when that becomes the, the norm for what we're always looking at, you know, like the, the bare minimum goal usually doesn't move you forward in life. You know, I think about like financially, you know, like if my goal is to keep $10 in my checking account and not get an overdraft, like Okay, that's some goal. Like it's better than it's better than, than hitting overdrafts, but I'm not going to move financially forward if that's that's what I'm aiming for. Mm-hmm. Um, and just just parenthetically, if that is your goal, we've got this great class called Kingdom Finance online, and t- get in the text and we can get you hooked up with that. Um, but you know, like moving forward means going beyond the the minimum, and and, and in time like this, it's. I think it can be so hard to know, well, what should I be aiming for? Like, what, how do I know if I won 2020, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know? And um, Romans, Romans 12 uh, has this interesting verse. We, 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 we cite this one often in the church. We talk about being transformed by the renewing of our mind. And we usually focus on that first part, you know, Holy Spirit renews our mind and all that. But the end of the verse says, um, the result of renewing our mind is that by testing, we can discern what God's will is. We can know what God is, is up to. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's an important thing for us in this time. Like, if we're not intentional, we're probably just trying to hang in there and survive. But we actually have the right to access something more. We have the right to access what's God's will for us in this time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to be targeting. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to be heading towards. You know, um, a couple of months ago, I, I, I realized, I was like, you know, 
I'm probably never going to live through another year like 2020. <laughs> like, like, I think this is a once-in-a-lifetime year. I don't think this is going to come around again, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and you're probably like me thinking, <laughs> thank you, Lord, this is once-in-a-lifetime, right. right? And so, like, sure, that's fine. But, but think about it this way. If the Lord is always working and is always doing things in our life, and if this is a once-in-a-lifetime year, then that means this is the one chance in our life to get what God has on the table this year. This is the only pass we're going to get. You know, I don't know about you. I want to get it. I want to get, I want to get everything I can. And, and once I start looking at it from that way, I'm like, okay, okay, hold on here. Now, now we're going somewhere. Now, now I know what I want to lean into. And so I want to ask this, what, what is God doing in the, in the crazy 2020 year? And, And how do we, how do we lean in on that? And so um, to, to explore that, we're going to spend a little bit of time today in Psalm 23. Now, Psalm 23 is a really well-known um, passage. It's one that uh, we actually tend to put up on like motivational posters or Christian calendars. And in fact, I've got an example, one of these that, uh, you know, we can, we can put up on the screen here. It's usually it's, you know, some picture of like a field or a forest or a sheep. And um, by the way, our creative team wanted to, to clarify that this was not their production. Um, you know, it's like, uh, it, it's kind of a, uh, it comes with the sentiment of almost like a, a God-inspired vacation is is like is like what we look mm-hmm. at and what we think about when we see this this psalm, uh, but actually, I think if that's the picture we have in our mind, we actually have it kind of inside out. That's actually not what the psalm's talking about at all. Um, what the psalm's talking about is much more times like now, and so uh, we're gonna work our way through that. And to start, uh, Kathy, would you mind just reading the first three verses? We're gonna kind of work our way through it as we go here. I'd be happy to. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So, so these three verses are, they're the part of the psalm we always think about. This is why we get those nice nature scapes, you know. We've got the green pastures and the still waters. And, um, you know, this is a psalm that David writes. So David grew up being a shepherd, right? He, he knows shepherding. And so he's, he's drawing off of his history. He's drawing off of his experience. And uh, he's making an analogy for the way that God takes care of him. Because this is the way that he knows how to take care of animals. And, um, you know, the, the language in there is obviously metaphorical. You know, it's not that, you know, God's will for us is to go lie down in a field. Um, the idea is that if he's the shepherd, he's providing for us. He's bringing us to the places that have the food we need, that have the water that we need to drink. Still water is the kind of water sheep can drink. They can't drink moving water, actually. Um, and so we have this idea that God can, um, is guiding us, is, is directing us. And so, you know, that, that gives us this beautiful kind of idyllic picture. But, but then David begins to unpack what that leadership and what that guidance of the Lord looks like. And he talks about, like, uh, he leads me, you know, on paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Well, okay, that's interesting. Like, I don't know about you. The question I have is, well, what's a path of righteousness? Like, you know, what does God's actual leadership look like? And uh, so let's keep reading. Uh, Lace, would you mind picking up the next verse? Sure. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. 
So, so remember, the verse before this, David's saying, like, God leads me on paths of righteousness. I'm, I'm following God. I'm walking with God. And the very next verse, he's like, let's open that up a little bit. What's a path of righteousness? Oh, a path of righteousness goes through the valley of the shadow of death. <laughs> like, whoa, hold on. Like, this is getting real, right? Um, and, you know, there's, there's another picture we've got here. I, I snagged a picture of the valley of the shadow of death. So, like, maybe this is the more appropriate picture to be thinking about with, with Psalm 23 here. It's not the, it's not the grassy field. It's the uh, intense kind of somewhat treacherous potentially opportunity or situation here. So, so this is what David is saying. He's like, God is my shepherd. He's, he's walking me through this. And what I find fascinating about this is, is this. You know, I don't know about you, but like the, the way I want God to deal with my life and my situations is I want him to send the valley of the shadow of death away and bring me back to the green pasture. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want the, the scary things. I don't want the hard things. And, and David says, well, what God's doing with me is he's actually walking with me through the valley of the shadow of death. Sometimes, uh, without meaning to, you know, we, we know God's good. He has good things that he is doing in our life. Um, so, so we know that. We're confident of that, and rightfully so. But on the other hand, I also know that I like to be comfortable. And, and sometimes I can equate good and comfort and put them right next to each other yeah. and, and, and kind of come to the conclusion, God, God never has, you know, expects for my life in any way to have any tension. <laughs> and, and I don't know about you, it just doesn't seem like that's what God's doing. Um, God sometimes walks me through a place where death is so close that it's casting a shadow on me. That's an intense, that's an intense thing if you think about it. But, but notice, what, notice what David is talking about in the middle of that. He says, man, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, but you're with me. Your rod and your staff, they are what comforts me. And I think that that's really important here. What David is saying is he's saying this. Look, when you're in the valley of the shadow of death, which, uh, let me paraphrase, when you're in the, the crazy 2020, you have an opportunity to choose what you focus on. Mm -hmm. You can look at the valley or you can look at the rod and staff. Mm -hmm. And David is saying, when I'm looking at your rod and your staff, God, I'm comforted. Yeah. Right. I have to go through the valley either way. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that there's a truth to that. God will lead and guide us through these hard times, regardless mm -hmm. of, of how well attuned we are to him in that right. process. But we have the opportunity to look at his rod and staff and find comfort in the valley of the shadow of death. Mm -hmm. Or we have the opportunity to get staring at the valley and, and lose sleep and, and get an ulcer and, <laughs> and all of that. Um, and, so, and so the key, is, the key is, is being connected to what is it that God's doing. And for a shepherd, you know, a rod and a staff are two different tools. The rod is to hold other stuff away, protection. And the staff is to guide the sheep, is to, to you know, don't fall off that cliff <laughs> or whatever it is. It, it, it's, a, it's speaking to um, looking at what God's doing in our life in that time and that being the source of what we need to, to continue to walk forward. So let's, let's keep reading. Um, next verse we've got, Mike, would you, would you take us through? All right. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. 
You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. So we've got, we've got something really interesting here, mm-hmm. right? Now, remember, remember the first verses, the stuff that David kind of introduced the psalm with. He talks about green pastures, still waters, and he talks about paths of righteousness. Well, the path of righteousness, we saw, <laughs> walks right through the valley of the shadow of death. Well, now he's going to go back to the first two. He's going to talk about food and drink, right? Mm-hmm. And he comes back, and what is the green pastures? <laughs> what is the still waters? It's God preparing a table in the midst of his enemies. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's where his cup, the drink, overflows. Mm-hmm. Now, once again, let's think about David's like history and his context, right? What's David's grid for an enemy? It's probably King Saul breathing murderous threats down his neck, chasing him around the wilderness with an army trying to kill him. Like, that's David's definition of an enemy. My definition of an enemy is, like, the neighbor who doesn't, like, keep their yard well enough and, you know, <laughs> makes me frustrated or, or, you know, like, the family member that's a little inconvenient sometimes or whatever it is. Like, that's my grid for an enemy. David is talking about somebody who's trying to kill him, right? Mm-hmm. And, and what he says is he says, God, you're preparing a table for me right next mm. to that enemy. You're not, you're not sending the enemy away. Yeah. You're getting a table, right? And, and again, think about this. This is, a, this is a Middle Eastern culture. We're not talking about a 15-minute fast food meal here. Yeah. In Middle Eastern culture, this is probably a multiple-hour ordeal if we're sitting down to eat together. And, and, and what's the messaging? The messaging is this, is David saying, God is really comfortable in this place where there's a few scary things around. And God is actually working to get me comfortable in this scary place. Mm-hmm. As, this is the hard thing about all of this stuff. It's, man, I want the challenges to go away. <laughs> uh, we all do. Let's be real. None of, us, none of us sign up for challenge, right? That's not what we're looking for. And there's sometimes when God's agenda is we're going to remove the challenges. And I love those days. Man, don't you? You pray. <laughs> and it's like, bang, it's done. Beautiful, right? But there's sometimes where God says, well, we're doing something a little different here because it's, it's usually only in challenge that we really grow in profound ways. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I just encourage you, think about the, you know, the hardest thing you've done in your life. I'm sure that walking that road matured you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you did not end that the same way that you went in, yeah. right? For whatever reason, you know, when, when, when this, 2020 has been crazy, you know, and, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, it almost feels like it's like building in layers, doesn't it? Yeah. Yep. It's like, it's like, oh, we got that one done. Oh, that, no one saw that coming. Oh, no one saw that coming. So it's like, it almost feels like it's building in layers. And at each layer, I, my first reaction is, God, take the challenge away. Mm-hmm. I don't want it. It's too hard. Um, and for whatever reason, it, it doesn't seem like it's, it's God's agenda fully in this moment. And so if that's the case, then my choice is I want to see this as the place where God's preparing a table for me in the presence of my enemies, right? If, if, if the challenge isn't being removed, then maybe the lesson is this. Our intimacy can be so powerful that the presence of our enemies becomes irrelevant, Our intimacy can be so powerful that the presence of our enemies becomes irrelevant, right? I mean, what is David saying as he's sitting at that table? My cup overflows, right? 
I'm looking at the cup. I'm looking at so much beautiful stuff that God's given me. This is unbelievable. And in fact, you know, as, as we continue, Tess, why don't you bring us to that, yeah. that last verse? This is, this is his response, you know, sitting there eating at the table right next to the murderous King Saul with God. This is where he, he lands the psalm. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Like, he's, he's not even thinking about his enemies. He's not even thinking about the shadow of death, the valley of the shadow of death. It's not even on his grid. Like, he's like, for all I know in this moment, I'm in the temple of God. That's what he's saying. That's, that's how powerful his experience of being with the Lord is. And it's in that place where the Lord anoints him. It's in that place where his cup overflows. 2020 is a crazy year. I wish we could change that, but I don't know. My prayers haven't, haven't changed it yet. <laughs> and I'm going to keep praying, but mm-hmm. so far it's been crazy. God's going to probably bring us through 2020 either way. I mean, the truth is, in this moment, it kind of almost feels like, could this be the end for us? <laughs> we're probably all going to live 2020. Like, we're going to look back at this someday, you know? And I think that that's important to remember, because if we only get one 2020... I want to be able to look back on it, and I want to be able to say this. 2020 was the craziest year of my life, but here's what happened in my life in that hard time. That's the thing. I don't want to just survive this year. I want to come out with the the unique thing. And I think, you know, one thing that's uh, perhaps a bit unique for us in this context is, like, I've had the opportunity to to interact with the church in a few different parts of the world, some places where it's very different than the way it works here. I've been able to be in the first world. I've been able to be in the third world. (laughs) I've been able to work with um, the church in revival and the persecuted church. And I think one thing that that perspective has allowed me to see is that for many of us, we have no idea how much we have and how few things that we struggle with compared with some other places in the world. Now, this is, of course, not without exception, but, you know, I I don't know that I've ever had a time in my life when I've been like, I have no idea where my next meal is going to come from. Like, just no clue. I've never had that. Mm. Um, I've never had a time where I've been like, I hope it doesn't rain tonight because I don't know where I'm going to sleep and I don't want to sleep in the rain. Like, I've never had that. And so... There's a lot of places in our lives, I think, where we can be blind to the things we might trust in because we've never had to not have them. And to me, it feels like there's there's something in 2020 where the Lord is allowing us to come face to face with some things that we might have trusted in that we didn't know we were because now they've been stripped away a little bit. It's a year where it's like, I feel raw before the Lord. You know, usually when I try and come before the Lord, it's like I try and kind of put my best face on, you know? I show up in my Sunday best for Jesus, (laughs) you know? Because I kind of can. I'm struggling to do that now. And I think all of us are struggling in some way, shape, or form. It's different for each of us, but it's real. You know, for some of us, it's like emotionally, we're, we're we're just done. We're done. Well, you know what? This might be the chance to discover that God has more for us emotionally than we ever knew was possible. And that we were doing our own emotions for ourselves. 
but we didn't realize it before. <laughs> Dude, some of us are relationally done. We've been isolated for, for months at this point, and we're, we're out of gas. Well, maybe this is the time to know the, the person who calls himself, you know, more closer than a friend and closer than a brother, <laughs> you know? Um, some of us, we've suffered maybe the loss of a loved one in this time. Like, I mean, that's real, right? Yep. This is, what better chance is there to know the comforter actually receive comfort? <laughs> some of us actually are coming in touch with the, the, the fact that we've been uh, prejudged by some, some element of our life. Maybe it's our, our age, our skin color, our gender. We've been profiled in a way, and, and, and that's been highlighted massively, right? Well, what better time to know the God of true forgiveness and true judgment and true justice and than ever before. I mean, this is, this is the time to know that. Maybe we, we've been going through a crisis of faith. God, I thought you'd change this. I thought you'd change it. And then I thought you'd change it. And then I thought you'd change it. This ain't, this ain't moving, you know? What, what better time to come face to face with God and, and meet him in that honest, raw, real way? You know, we, we all, I think, have the tendency to want to fix ourselves a little bit before we come to God. But that's not what God wants to do here. He's not sending the valley of the shadow of death away. He's leading us through it. And I sense the invitation from him to say, you know what? Yeah, I, I know that's scary right there. I know that's hard right there. Look at my rod. Look at my staff. Look at what I'm doing. And what I find is that when I'm purposeful, to be looking for what he's doing on purpose, that's when I grow in a time like this. Mm-hmm. For me, one of the things that's been really hard is um, I, I usually feel like I can kind of see a bit of a trajectory where some of the things in my life are going, you know? It's like, oh, I, you know, this is going to head that way over the next six months to a year. This is going to kind of do that. And so, you know, obviously I don't know everything, but I kind of have a bit of a sense of like, oh, my life's going to probably head this direction. Well, to me, it feels like that's dropped to about two and a half days at this point. (laughs) Like, I can see into the weekend and not much further, you know, at this point. And for me, that's that's been emotionally exhausting. It's been really difficult. I just feel like I'm looking into the fog. And so, you know, for a while, it was like, I'm, I'm just struggling with that fact. But then at some point, I realized, I was like, well, hold on. Like, God's doing something here. If I'm looking for what he's doing on purpose, then I'm not just going to survive this season. I'm going to grow in this season. So I started realizing, you know, I may not have another chance in my life to know God as the one who guides me than I have in this two and a half day window period of my life. Like, like in, in so much of the rest of my life, like I can see stuff coming. I can plan well. I can do all this stuff. Well, not in 2020. I can't. <laughs> And so for me, that's what I've been looking for. God, how are you guiding me today? And I'm actively looking for it. So when it comes, it's not just like, oh, that was nice. I made it through another day. It's I'm getting in touch. I'm contacting the God who speaks, the God who sees what I can't see, the God who knows what I can't know and can help me and direct me when I feel like my life is blindfolded. That's the way I'm coming to know God in this 2020. And I think that, you know, what the world needs is not a bunch of Christians who can tell them the right answer about God. Like, that's easy. It's easy to learn all the right answers about God, isn't it? 
We could all tell everybody the right answers about God. Yeah. That's actually not what the world needs. I mean, like, if they're confused about that, sure, that's helpful. Right. But what real spiritual authority comes from is it comes when someone has contacted something real in God. I could tell you, sure, God will guide you in the problems of your life. I could have told you that answer. But now I'm getting in touch with the God who speaks and guides when I am super confused and I am walking into the fog and I do not know what's coming next. And that is is being formed in my life in this season. That's what's comforting me. That's what's anointing me. That's what's making my cup overflow. And the good news is I don't just keep that through 2020. I keep that for the whole rest of my life. And that's now a place that I can come with authority to the world and say, you got a problem? I've found that God is the God who guides. Not just I know it because someone told me. That's how he's been real in my life. The awesome thing I think about all of this is, you know, this was, this was David's experience, but it wasn't just for David. You know, he says, the Lord is my shepherd. Well, what does Jesus call himself? The good shepherd. He says, God anoints me. How are we anointed? By the presence of the Holy Spirit. This wasn't just what God was doing. This is what God is doing. It's what he's inviting each and every one of us into now. And so I just, as we conclude, I just want to encourage us. Let's be purposeful to ask this question this week. What is it that God is growing and developing in my life right now? What's the rod? What's the staff in my life? in 2020 and then how can i be purposeful to be looking for that this week (laughs) next week (laughs) this month next month because that's how you grow into something that's how you carry something out of this crazy season of 2020 and that's how we can change the world with jesus (laughs) and so uh we're gonna we're gonna take some time and we're gonna worship but i thought from the very beginning what would be amazing would be uh brandon if you'd be willing to uh, just read that Psalm 23 over us from beginning to end again. In fact, even I just want to encourage, I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of like settle back and get comfortable and just kind of like soak this in as like what the Lord is doing uh, over me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we're going to have our team uh, lead us in worship. Yeah, sounds good. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thanks for listening to the message today. To experience more powerful messages, go to vineyardlive.us or join our Vineyard Live Plus community to view conferences, trainings, and special teachings.